Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back, Julie. We've been teasing the show the entire week. This is something I've been really looking forward to sharing with all these guys. We are going to give them a list. Yes, an actual list of homes that are actively for sale um, in a uh, you know website near you, right? Which is not your MLS. Which is not your MLS, and that's really the punchline of today's show. So if you're just searching for homes that are for sale in your MLS, you obviously are not seeing all of the available inventory. So what we're going to be doing is giving you a list of the places you can search for homes for sale. In addition to that, in our notes today, as always, we are giving you a lot of the links. Not all of the links that we're going to be sharing with you, but most of them. So absolutely positively save this show, share it with as many other agents as you possibly can think of, post it everywhere because in the notes of the show, if you open the notes and, you know, sometimes on YouTube, it says read more or on iTunes, it says, you know, show description or whatever, but that is where we put the notes for today's show. That is where we put all the links for all these different um, sources of homes for sale. And also that is where you can find the link to join Premier Coaching and joining Premier Coaching takes you about 17 seconds. And if you love this podcast, it has obviously hundreds of thousands of you do because this is the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Julie, uh, we are tracking to break all records for listens, downloads, and views this year. It's going to be probably around um, 8 million. That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are everyday listeners or sure. everyday viewers over on YouTube, so mm-hmm. it's all good. But yeah, so the show description, all the information is there, but the way to join Premier Coaching, which is the next natural step for all of you, is just to click the link and you can join Premier Coaching for free. The show description uh, below, the link to join Premier Coaching is below as well. And Premier Coaching is, from what we understand, the nation's number one selling coaching program. And it also gives you instant access to a Harris certified coach. So if you want free coaching for a month, it is waiting for you because you can join Premier Coaching right now for free. Scroll down. And again, while you're there, obviously check out all the links and save, cut and paste, do whatever it takes. Make sure you have all this information and join Premier Coaching. So Julie, before we get to our first hidden source of homes for sale, Mm -hmm. I believe you have a story. I do. I would also categorize this as my favorite coaching call of the week. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And so big shout out to Kristen Hawley in Dallas, Fort Worth. So I know a lot of you guys do have relocation and, you know, may need her help in Dallas, Fort Worth. That's Kristen with a K ending in E-N and her last name is Hawley, H-O-L-L-E. Now, why does she get uh, most uh, exciting coaching call of the week? Follow the breadcrumbs here. Mm -hmm. Very textbook. This all starts with a listing. And I think that's the most important part. She took a new listing and it happens to be in her neighborhood. And though it's in her neighborhood, occasionally she does still have to compete. So she took the listing after competing. Good job. Then immediately did an open house the first available weekend. Did all the open house things that we teach in coaching. Had several parties that were uh, walk into the open house. Some of them were not represented. One of them said, yes, I would like to buy this house. And guess what? Because of the price range, this was, I think, in the high 700s, they also had a house to sell. Okay, so now we're up to two transactions, maybe three, because they wanted to buy her open house. Well, as it turns out, somebody else, uh, another agent brought the buyer who actually bought Kristen's listing. However, 
that walk-in still decided that they wanted to sell. So Kristen then takes their listing and turns them into a buyer, okay? So she sold her listing. We were only like three days into this thing, right? She sold her listing. She created a new listing who also has to buy it. Well, guess what? Here we go, uh, uh, kind of stringing this to our topic today, nothing for them to buy. The right? transaction train has left the station, though, is what uh, I'm hearing. Exactly. They want to buy. They are listing with her, but there's nothing to sell them. Guess what? Kristen does something that we have coached before, which is go find something that's not in your MLS. She finds a canceled. We talk about cancels, withdrawns, expireds, find something. So a canceled, uh, you know, what Julie just said, go to your MLS and put in search par uh, parameters around the word canceled, around, it's, you know, a, a categorization of a listing. Somebody canceled their listing. I decided not to sell it. It expired. Maybe they temporarily off the market. That's what Julie's Withdrawn. saying. Again, this is another source of homes for sale that you guys are just passing by if you're just looking at the actives in the MLS. That's right. So she used the same cr search criteria that she would have for actives, but she found it canceled. And guess what? That canceled still wants to sell. She's bringing them that buyer. And guess what? They want to buy. It's called lather, rinse, repeat. So she proactively called that canceled or did she go to the door? I think she door knocked them. Okay. And then the seller turns out that they indeed wanted to still sell. Yes. And guess what? That means that they now have to buy and she gets to do it all over again. Now on her coaching call, we figured out together that this flurry of business, again, all hinging from her listing. I want to highlight that. This would not have happened without and the And an listing. open house, I heard you say. And the open house, okay, is worth at least 100000 in commission to her. Well, Should how, all of these come together, which I think she is somebody that will make it happen. How many transactions does that all Potentially together? five. Five. And, and that's if she doesn't sell any of the potentially two new listings herself. So it could be more than that. And I, is the 700,000, they're all in that price range? Are they more? Seven to nine, I believe. Okay. Well, let's say it's eight and let's say it's 24,000 times seven. That's more than 100,000. Yeah. Well, um, it's the seven is if she sells them herself, which she may or not. I see. Okay. Yeah. So at least five. And actually she's, she did say that. She said a hundred to 150 grand, depending on how it all pans out. Well, so yes to the open house, yes to her being frosty. But the thing that I'm hearing from, and I think everyone else listening is hearing the same thing is that she wasn't being complacent at all. She was being situationally aware that mm -hmm. we coach people to do. Yep. She was asking questions, which we coach people to do. Mm -hmm. She was obviously focused on, I'm sure, uh, using a pre-qualifying script because yep. she determined, Hey, that's a buyer, but this is a $700,000 open. Chances are that buyer actually is a seller. And indeed it was. Uh -huh. So the whole, the reason that she had this chain of success, like I said, the transaction train left the station, right? Was because she was actually, actually actively asking questions and pursuing uh, the answers to the questions to determine the motivation of these uh, all these individual buyers. Mm -hmm. And all of them turned out to be sellers. That's right. And consider the fact also that if these next two that she's identified, the canceled she's going to sell, so that probably won't be an open house. But when the, the next one in the pipeline, she'll do the same thing, lather, rinse, repeat, and could very well create exactly the same type of transaction flow off of the next listings. This is why it's so critical to be a listing agent. Well, it's so critical to be a listing agent who is proactive. You know, proactive, but specifically furiously fast lead follow-up, Yes, who is you know situationally aware, paying attention, listening to what's going on around them. And didn't give up when she hit the inventory standstill, right? right. She went out and found him something to buy. And frankly, didn't get stuck in the quagmire of agent emotions about, oh, the market's this and the market's that. She's making her own market. 100%. And no one was not buying because of interest rates. <laughs> oh, I, it's great that you said that because we talked about that on her call as well is that when she was telling me about this great flurry of business, she did not once mention interest rates. 
Nobody was breaking up with a low interest rate. These were all paid off or near darn close paid no, off. Nobody right? was walking away from a low interest rate mortgage. Right. These were all people. And that's what the and market- And they were all paying cash for what they wanted to buy. Right. And that's what's happening in the market right now. 100%. Yeah, that's the kind of the thing that like you can't, you know, the Fed talking about raising rates to slow the housing market down. Raising rates actually hurts first time buyers because everyone else has got mountains of equity. That's right. And in fact, uh, I listened to, as you know, Housing Wire. And one of the, thing, one of the points that Logan Motoshami, the analyst for Housing Wire, says is that the housing market kind of operates independently of what the Fed is trying to do to it because of the demand. People, if you want to move, you're going to find a way to move. You're going to find new construction. You're going to find your friend's house you want to buy. You're going to hopefully work with a really great agent that will help you. You will figure out a way to buy and sell, regardless of what the Fed said today. Well, it's what you and I have been talking about for years. It's uh, we originally I, was when you and I were selling real estate. We read Harry S. Dent's book, mm-hmm. The Great Boom Ahead. This was back in the '90s. Yep. And he was talking about the surge of home, uh, what was going to happen in real estate. And he said, "All you got to do is look into the future and look at the age of the the you know." other Americans. And there was indeed, obviously going to be an enormous number of baby boomers that were going to be buying, selling, buying and selling, buying, selling mm-hmm. for decades to come. A lot of them were going to be moving up to luxury homes. A lot of them were going to be buying luxury cars and all the rest of it. And he was right across the board. And so if you just study demographics, you just look at the number of, again, still baby boomers, but also millennials and generation Z. If you look at all these people that are going to have to transact sometime in the next, you know, one to 10 to 20 years, there is going to never be a slowdown in demand for housing ever. Ever, right? Yeah. So there's proof fresh off of coaching calls. Okay. That happened this week. So go Kristen. Nice work. All right. So what we're focused on on today's show, and again, the notes are waiting for you. Just scroll down, um, cut and paste them or save them. Uh, we're focused on all the hidden sources of homes for sale because the reality of it is, is that there's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of transactions that happen every year. And I'm sure Mrs. Harris has some numbers memorized for this (laughs) that happen that are are off the MLS. So Uh Julie. Okay. So we have done podcasts about what we just demonstrated with Kristen's story, how you can find stuff using your MLS that's not active, right? So now we're talking about Let's step away from your MLS. What are the other resources that you have? And I've categorized these by type of property, okay? And we're going to talk about some of them. I'm just going to read off some others because you guys can get them in your notes. I want you to think of this several different ways. Obviously, using these resources, these are all, everything we talk about today is online resources, okay? Different websites. I want you to think about it as other ways to find something for your buyers, obviously, I've also used this with coaching clients who personally are looking to invest in rental properties, flip, fix and flip, you know, or buy and hold, any of those things. So for you personally, for your buyers, and number three, when you have a listing that's in one of these categories, don't only put it in your MLS, consider yourself putting it on one of these other resources so that you can, uh, you know, uh, be appealing to more than just people perusing you know, realtor.com and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Now it is true that some listings on these different sites will also appear on the MLS, but oftentimes it will be the only place they're listed. So, you know, they all have different parameters. In other words, these websites will be the only place that they're listed. Correct. Thank you. Not enough caffeine. Okay. So the first category is farms, ranches, and land for sale. Okay. And all of these sites have a mixture of those types of things. Some of them are more focused on land, like the first one, landwatch.com. Yes. Okay. So the second one is farmandranch.com. This is all spelled normally. The next one is land.com. These are easy, land.com. And then we have ranchland.com. 
And we have the last one, which specializes in farms, working farms where you may be buying, or your buyer would be buying some of the farm operation itself, uh, but not necessarily. Maybe it's a farmhouse and some acreage, but that's called farms with an S. USA.com. Farmsusa.com. It's, it's worth mentioning that during your pre-qualifying uh, pre of your you know, buyer, you're going to want to ask if they've considered buying something that's a little bit more rural. If you don't ask that question uh, and they end up buying something that's more rural, it's your fault. Because here's the reality. There are lots of places in the country right now where people are able, because of the nature of their work, and frankly because of Starlink, they're able to move away mm -hmm. from the city centers. That's the reason you're seeing an explosion in value uh, in these areas that have been prior, you know, previously had only been considered vacation home uh, markets. The mountains of North Carolina, maybe in- Pretty much uh, all of Tennessee. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, so, so normally, you're, yeah. if you looked at a, a map of where most of the housing activity happened, over the last 30 years, you're going to see it centered around cities, right? So you have the cities, you have urban, then you have suburban. But now you have this explosion of these other communities that are within maybe an hour drive of these other areas, maybe two hours. Rural, semi-rural. Exactly. Kind of so you've got to ask the question because there are a lot of people out there that they're not telling you they're on farmsandranch.com uh, <laughs> looking, but they are. And they know that their employer, or maybe they're self-employed, will be more than, or maybe they're retiring, uh, or will let them live someplace remote. And they got Starlink, so they're no longer worried about not being connected. But this is also worth mentioning. Julie and I, our little cabin up in the hills of uh, Appalachia. In Murphy. Yeah. In the Great Smoky Mountains. Yes, one of the concerns we have, my mom lives with us, is one of the concerns we have was, well, I mean, any of us really, is, is medical stuff. Sure. So course. you guys might want to know this for your own information or the information of your clients. There actually are very well-organized um, helicopters that you can have. Basically, you pay an annual fee, and it's not that expensive. And I think pretty much all over the country, if that acts as your life flight. So if you ever had some urgent medical thing, you call, they send the helicopter, and they take you to one of their designated hospitals. It's like a helicopter ambulance, basically. Yeah, so if you're thinking, well, I can't possibly, or my, you know, um, you know, customers will never want to live out there. Well, guess what? And it was because they're worried about healthcare. Well, that might be a viable solution for you. So open your mind because there's a lot of things that are in place for a lot of people, uh, you know, essentially to uh, support your lifestyle, even moving away from the city centers. Well, that's right. And keep in mind, a lot of these types of listings are put on these sites. There are agents in the world, I, uh, more urban agents and suburban agents, there are agents in the world who specialize in farm and ranch in you know farms by themselves in land by itself and they use these websites part sometimes because there isn't an mls that even services where that is i'll mention this too this is a little bit off the menu but it's fascinating i have a little bit of an obsession with looking at house <laughs> listings in europe yes and and i've been late lately i've been looking at the ones i've sent you some of them yeah in italy awesome. and they're just spectacular mm -hmm. i mean you can buy for really i mean not i'm not saying nothing but like a million million and a half you can buy basically an Italian estate. You yeah, know? they're pretty amazing. It's going to be about an hour away from a major airport, but it's absolutely beautiful. It maybe even has a beautiful you know, ocean view. It's just mm -hmm. spectacular. I cannot see, I cannot imagine why there won't be more Americans going to these different places of the world to live a lifestyle they've always dreamed of if they can work remotely and all, all the rest sure. of it. Starlink works all over the planet. So again, open your mind. So maybe mm -hmm. if you're really wanting to expand the way you present housing to your potential customers, maybe you've got somebody who's looking international or might want to look international, ask them. Because what a lot of people are doing is they're buying um, 
not just in the United States. Now, these are very upper-end buyers. They're buying properties strategically all over the world as investments, but then they're putting them into whatever the local version of VRBO is in that foreign country. Sure. So just things to think Expand about. Expand your thinking, right? Yeah, exactly. Regionally, well, literally. It, it makes you more interesting, but it also makes it so that you can appeal to more potential uh, you know, clients. Now, again, very valuable if you're moving up market because you'll be surprised how many people already have different, you know, I'm talking about the very upper end market. A lot of those people have homes all over the world. And a lot of them, frankly, you know, don't use those homes when they're not in them. So maybe you could even connect them with a local rental agent and make money that way off referral fees. Expand your thinking. That's right. And some of you have said no to listing land because it just seems so weird to you. Where would you even advertise it? Well, that's the other reason why I gave you this list. All right, next we have, next category is historic homes for sale, historic preservation. You know, some of these are homes that need a lot of help, and some of them are homes that have been absolutely brought up to standard, decked out, and are amazing. So here's a variety of those. And again, you can scan down and get these in the notes. The first one is Circa, C-I-R-C-A, CircaOldHouses.com. The next one is HistoricProperties.com. This is all spelled normally. I must have had that on there twice. Okay. The next one is actually, this is funny, countryliving.com is actually a magazine and they have a whole section. They usually have like six or eight pages where they highlight older homes and they actually have like a, I think they have a hammer rating. Like one hammer means that you don't need to do much work. Four hammers means it's going to be a lot of work, right? So countryliving.com has some very interesting things to peruse. Preservationdirectory.com has a category called historic real estate, and they also have new homes for sale. So a variety on their site. Then we have captivatinghouses.com. And I'm always expanding this list. You know, for our premier coaching clients, these types of uh, resources are always becoming better and better, more fluid. And I'm updating it all the time. Sometimes a coaching client will say, hey, you know, you didn't know about this one that's hyper, you know, Texas only. And I'll add that in. Well, so. so on this list isn't the list of new homes for sale. So what's that website? It is actually. Oh, we're getting to it. Coming huh? up. All right. So listen, guys, these next <laughs> yeah. sections are really going to be drilled down because this is where we yeah. started getting into the HUD homes. So pay attention. Yes. All right. Now, some of you know about HUDHomestore.gov, or you might just start your search at HUD.gov. So how do you actually buy a HUD home? And by the way, not all of these in this category. So this category is for first-time buyers, investors, maybe flippers. Maybe you can find a rental property there. We'll talk about some of those rules. But how do you actually go about buying a HUD home? And oftentimes, they are not on the MLS. Read the section on how to buy a HUD home on their website. Look at the listings of HUD homes that are available. And if you find a home that interests you, then guess what? They have to contact a HUD-approved real estate broker. Most brokers are HUD-approved. It's easy. Just ask them. It's not a complicated thing. And if they're not, then they can fairly easily become HUD-approved. Housing and urban development, by the way. Thank you. Sorry about that. All right. Successful bids are posted right on the page for your state. So this bidding happens online. For more information, you also can contact the FHA Resource Center. That HUD.gov website has just a ginormous amount of resources. The links are, again, the links for all this information. We're not going to read URLs to you guys in the podcast, but the links are below in the show notes. Well, so a variety. It's not just HUD, but did you know that the Department of Veterans Affairs has home listings? FDIC has home listings on their website. Even, uh, yes, the IRS has listings. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Customs has homes. The U.S. Marshals Service has homes for sale. The Department of Agriculture and Rural Development, uh, USDA has homes, uh, all single family, multifamily, and farm and ranch for all of these resources. And there's something kind of cool called HUD Dollar Homes 
That's at the hudhomestore.gov. And then on a previous podcast a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the good neighbor next door. I think we did that maybe for Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. And that's on hudhomestore.com as well. That's just the special program called Good Neighbor Next Door. And then we run into two other categories of homes that you could buy today online. And that's Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae is called HomePath.com. We saw a lot of that action during the housing crash. They, they don't have as many as they did back then, but they certainly have thousands of listings. And Freddie Mac, which is HomeSteps.com. So that's mostly for investors. And I threw another interesting one that, that some of you guys like to check out called TinyHouseListings.com. And then investment property listings on Roof, R-O-O-F, Stock.com. They have first-time investors to big uh, asset managers. They've got big and small, you know, huge purchases, uh, collections of different properties, and then one-offs. You can also, sometimes there's investor groups. You and I found uh, properties on uh, like different regional investor groups on like Facebook and whatnot. Yes. Well, that's right. And some of them you have to be invited. Some of them you don't. But uh, Facebook does have a lot of investor uh, places. And then there are, if you go to meetup.com, there are investment clubs that you can join. And my updated one did have the new construction. So I'm, it's okay. It's in there. So let's talk about new construction for a second. I think the most broad based one for all over the country is probably newhomesource.com. But when I'm talking to coaching clients, sometimes I'll just use Google and say new homes for sale in Stockton, California, just so I get it very localized. And then you can expand from there. If you go to newhomesource.com and you, you type in Stockton, it does that little map deal where you can say a 10 mile radius, a 20 mile radius, or areas that are like Stockton. And you can just sort of educate yourself that way. I do that with coaching clients, especially when they say, oh, there's no new construction for sale in my area. Well, sometimes they're right, but most of the times they think that because they're only using their MLS. But you can also use Google. The Google advantage to Google is when they get spit out those listings, they'll also put on a map so that you can easily go visit them. You can see how close it is to your buyer's parameters or your parameters. It's so so it's, that's good. This is worth mentioning. So let's say you're a premier coaching client. Good job. Congratulations. And let's say you get to the buyer section and you're now learning how to do the buyer presentation and the output of the buyer presentation is you're obviously going to get your agency form signed and you're going to get a buyer agency, an exclusive buyer agency contract signed. One of the reasons why that buyer is going to want to sign with you exclusively is because you're going to show them this long list of places you're going to go search for homes for sale for them other than the MLS. So they're going to see you're really going to be working your ass off to find them something. Most, if not all, these websites have widgets that will set up alerts so that if you have anything that uh, whether they have anything that pops up that matches one of your buyer's criteria, it'll send you an alert. So it's not like you have to log into all these websites every day and look. But it is it is fascinating. And you know, when you and I bought properties from some of these places over mm-hmm. the years, yep. and they're actually very easy to work with. They're, I would say in some cases they're easier to work with than the traditional model that everybody's used well, to. Well, auction.com. We bought properties from them back yes. in the housing crash. And you just put up a price. You just put up your number. Yeah. And then you click something saying you agree to pay the commission because there's a commission on all these. And then that's that. And then when the yeah. auction ends, if you win, you win. That's right. And then you proceed. So you mentioned auction.com. I checked as of a couple of days ago, they have 13,000 plus properties available currently for sale. Active wow. listings, guys. 700, let's see, that's how many people they're working. Uh, Let's see, more than 15,000 auctions per year in all 50 states. That's auction.com. There's another one called hubzoo.com, H-U-B-Z-U.com. Those are bank-owned short sales, off-market and traditional sale and featured properties. Most of what we've rattled off on today's podcast has a specialty, but then they also have other buttons on their site. So you might go to hubzoo.com 
looking for something that's inexpensive. Maybe it was an REO or something. But then you see, oh, what's this traditional sale thing? Why are these here? But I don't see them in my MLS. So we're going to give you some bonus points. Did you see the email that I got that I forwarded to you from a um, the funeral home? No. Tell me about that. <laughs> Listeners are going, what oh, the You hell? know what? I, I looked at that. I was doing something. And I thought... That what? must have been a mistake. What, what, All right, tell so, me about that. So here it was. It was a, a solicit. So this company in particular um, works with uh, funeral homes in uh, Texas. Uh-huh. And the funeral homes in Texas are often, you know, every, all funeral homes often come across um, people that I don't know what you'd call them. Not customers, I guess. The people that have passed away. What would you call those people? I don't know. I, Dead people, basically, right? Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, where their families are, you know, taking care of all their, um, you know, Burial Their needs and the rest needs, of it. Sure. And sometimes the estate, well, estate's a legal process. I'm talking about like someone flies in, you know, you have your old uncle Bob that passes away. You fly into Arizona to, you know, take care of his final needs or whatever it's called. And then it turns out he has a house to sell. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes the referrals pass from the funeral homes directly to real estate agents. That's very so, interesting. So with this company, yeah, it, well, not surprising. So mm-hmm. the, it's sort of like probate without the probate. Mm-hmm. So what this is, because not all states handle, you know, sure. probate Different the laws. same way. Right. So the um, company, what they were doing is they worked with a lot of these funeral homes in Texas, and they're putting together a essentially a brochure mm-hmm. that is they are going to give to those, uh, I will call them heirs, just for the sake of explanation, sure. so that when they're dealing with someone's, you know, unfortunate you know, situation where the relative passed away. Here's the solution to take care of all the lingering problems you're inevitably going to have. Here's the suggested real estate agent. Here's this, here's the other thing. Point being, hmm. funeral homes are another interesting source. And and Very so that's, that's homes not for sale. Uh, then you and I have talked a lot about the uh, assisted living uh, facilities. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's another great source of homes mm-hmm. for sale. Because again, you know, a lot of these assisted living places, they're going to require or the person that's going to be living in the assisted living place is no longer going to need their existing home. The assisted living place wants the money from the existing home in order to pay for that person's bills sure. while they're in the assisted living care. And guess what's going to happen? That's going to become a listing for some of you guys that ask. The point is, is you've got to tune into the frequency of abundance because there are listings all the time, all the way around you. The reason that it doesn't feel that way for some of you is because you're only looking in the MLS. Julie just rattled off, what was it, 20 different websites? Mm-hmm. And, and the I, list is growing. I, I literally add to that list every day. There's no, re- well, I mean, I believe personally, and I'm I gonna, think- Like, you just gave me one. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. going to be more sources for, uh, I, I would not be surprised if the major brokerages within the next 12 months or less start- dusting off their major brokerage websites mm-hmm. and start essentially removing themselves from the national feeds because the they have so much dominance in listings in particular markets that they will no longer necessarily want to uh, send things through the traditional MLS system sure. because of the fact that, Keeps frankly, the, the way that the portals like Zillow and whatnot have mm-hmm. sort of, I think, uh, poisoned the water a little bit mm-hmm. and listing agents are no longer getting the listings that, or the leads, that, yeah. all that type of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these larger brokerages start creating their own national or international portals to compete, air quoting, with ZelloRealtor.com uh, so that they can take better care of their agents. Why would they do that? Because that will be very appealing for the sake of recruiting agents to those brokerages. Very good points. And you, you bring up the lead generation end of this. Some of these, you know, again, all these websites operate a little bit differently. Some of them are free. You just sign up with your email and you get a username and passcode. Some of them, you have a small fee and you become a member, like an agent member, and could potentially find clients that way. What I'm recommending to coaching clients is just take an afternoon, go through all of these, 
probably 20% of them don't serve your exact zip codes. Maybe they're based in the Midwest and you live in California, for example, okay? And then, so you would delete that if that applies to you and create your own very specific list and use this every time you think, I gotta go check the MLS. You need to think of this list too, not just the MLS. I wonder if there's something on HUD.gov. And again, it's not just these things that we rattled off today. These go anywhere from inexpensive first-time investor stuff, first-time buyer things, all the way up to multi-million dollar properties. And you added also a global perspective, so I probably need to do a global <laughs> list at some point. But it is interesting to look at all this stuff. And I have to say, I, especially on the, like the Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae sites, I guess I kind of expected to see a lot of really cheap stuff or really beat up stuff. And it was such a great mixture. Some of them were just, to, I mean, I think I saw one that was uh, like a little mini subdivision that maybe a builder was foreclosed on or something, but they were done nice houses. So you might be surprised when you look. Now, this doesn't mean you should spend the entire weekend you know, going down these rabbit holes, but you should know which ones are useful to you and add it to your repertoire when you do a search. Yeah, that's pretty much the bottom line. It's, it, this a transitioning market like this, it's transitioning in, in every way you can possibly imagine. Yes. Obviously, relying on sources, uh, you know, solely the MLS, that's a mistake. So you're going to have to transition away from that. But we're also looking at... I, mean, I was reading, I don't even want to geek out on AI right now, mm -hmm. but I'm seeing so many. There was a vi uh, video that was put on YouTube yesterday. Uh, it was um, Mark Zuckerberg being interviewed by, I forget his name, and it was in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And I was watching this video, and what I didn't realize was I was watching the simulations of Mark Zuckerberg and the guy interviewing him. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're having this conversation, and it is so true to life that not in until they mm -hmm. let the cat out of the bag, I honestly did not wow. know. It was phenomenal. Cool. It just blows my mind thinking about how that technology is going to be able to help uh, agents that are tech-minded, that are forward-thinking, that are wanting to be of service to their customers. Mm -hmm. I can't help but to think all the different amazing ways you're going to be able to use that. Because the So if you combine that type of technology, that video technology, I promise I'm not going to nerd out too much. It's okay. I'm with and you. then you combine it with conversational or relationship AI, mm -hmm. which essentially relationship AI, will just like a human, will remember the last conversation it had with you. Or last, like say for example, you have a customer that's going to a, uh, you know, your website, and they're wanting to know more about a house for sale. Well, on their phone pops up a um, a perfect rendering of you, or maybe you want to have a virtual assistant, basically does all the pre-qualifying, and then they're going to be able to have this conversation that goes back and forth that's imperceivable from having a real conversation with a real human. So let's say then the customer says gets their questions answered, and then they come back a week later. That AI is going to remember the previous conversation and bring all that stuff back in that AI then is going to start following up with that person and asking and offering help just like you know all you should be doing mm -hmm. helping them connect to a loan officer helping them through the process helping okay now that AI that's not just limited to working eight hours a day in one conversation and you know one at one conversation after another it, it can be running thousands of conversations at the same time and it's not based on just it's current knowledge of how things work, right? So I think about an agent that maybe turns down business because it's too far out of their wheelhouse. Well, AI is not going to say, no, I can't do that. Well, we're going to just going to go figure it out. We are going to develop um, AI, a relationship AI bot, basically, mm -hmm. of you and I. I mean, I think our listeners can kind of figure out where my mind's going because I talk about this a lot. They're Googling right now to see if we already are. We AI. haven't, but we are <laughs> talking with two different development teams. And yeah. we are going to make it so that you guys can have that exact experience. So you listen to the podcast every day. But we're going to take all of the premier coaching content and we're going to make it so that you guys can be coached 
on your phones or your computers or whatever. On demand. On demand, having real conversations with AI, Tim and Julie, using our content. Now, our content is copywritten and it's behind our paywall. So you're not going to find it in any place on, uh, you know, on Google or whatever. So if you want to have access to our specific unique content, which obviously thousands of agents do, then they're going to, you know, subscribe to the AI of Tim and Julie coaching them. And then Tim and Julie are going, you're going to have different, you can set the parameters, right? You want to really, really pushy Julie, who's going to remind you every hour to basically, get you know, to work. get to work, right? So she's going to pop up and say, you know, just check in with you. Did you make your five contacts yet? It's 10 a.m. So all this is going to be available, but that's how we're working on that for this because we then can start offering won't be obviously the same as true one-on-one coaching, but we can definitely offer higher level of coaching with more intensity that is on demand. So you guys don't have normal coaching calls. They'll happen once a week at a specific time. And right, if coaching clients need help in between calls, they can ask for it. But that's how traditional coaching's worked. Now you can have coaching 24 hours a day whenever you actually need it. You just find out you've got a listing appointment coming up and it's in 10 minutes. You just happen across the listing opportunity and you're needing a real cra- a quick crash course on how to effectively go on a listing presentation. You can have a quick crash course with your virtual. You guys get it? You see where we're going with all this? Now think how you can expand that to your real estate practice. Obviously, they're pre-qualifying. Obviously, you're going to have uh, something, an AI that can even, ready for it, go do an actual virtual listing presentation for you. You're going to be able to take our listing presentation, load it up to a virtual bot. Maybe again, it's a render of you with your voice. You're going to, that AI will know our listing presentation cold a hundred percent. And that AI then can be set to uh, work for you doing a listing presentation for you. Think about that. The customer will be able to interact with the AI, ask questions, throw out objections. Will you cut your commission? How long is the listing term? Bob told me he'd list the house for a billion dollars more. And the AI is going to know how to effectively overcome all those objections and all the normal things that, you know, require skill. And also won't be nervous about closing them. Exactly. And won't be nervous about closing them because, you know, the AI is going to have been trained by Tim and Julie's uh, bot and how to, our bot's going to train your bot and then we're off. how to ask for business. Exactly. But meanwhile, you're back to today (laughs) and you have work to do. And until we roll all of this stuff out, which is under development, yep. then you have to service your existing listings and buyers at the highest level you know how. And that's been the point of today's podcast is to give you some more resources, some more tools, and expand your thinking about how you find property, about where you put your own listings that may fall into some of these categories. And certainly if you yourself are looking for something personally, then you can use it that way as well. All right, guys, hopefully you've appreciated this podcast. A lot of you have given us wonderful five-star reviews in the last week. If you've not yet done so, do feel the guilt of not having done so. And please pop onto iTunes and give us a five-star review with a comment while you like the podcast. We certainly appreciate it. And it goes a long way uh, because when you give us a five-star review, iTunes then says, oh, well, you know, look, this person liked this podcast. Maybe this other person who we think might be a good match for Tim and Julie will also like the podcast. And then they share the podcast and then so on and so on. That's one of the main reasons reasons why our podcast is the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals, because all of you have told iTunes that you love it. And in doing so, iTunes has then shown it with uh, exposed it to other people. So please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. We certainly appreciate it. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.